I would like to be known as a person who is concerned about freedom and equality and justice and prosperity for all people. That is a quote by Rosa Parks. Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello. Welcome to episode 120. The topic of this week's episode is Everyone is an Equal Contributor. My guest this week is Joseph Young. Joseph is the founder and director of architecture at Cuvio Creative, a team of gifted thinkers that craft alluring brands and apps for small businesses and nonprofits. Joseph began his software career building line of business applications and data analytic platforms but he quickly grew tired of the privileges and biases that pervaded his industry, and he felt compelled to find a way to start correcting the immoral imbalance. He dreamed of a work environment where everyone was an equal contributor. Each individual could chase their own passion, and mutual trust guided the working culture. Cuvio's remote team of 21 hails from eight countries and they are proud to be a diverse by default of over 50% of women and 50% people of color. Hi, Joseph. Welcome to Trina Talk. Hello. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. Um, we were talking in the pre-show, but, you know, I, I was looking at your bio and I went and I looked at your website and me being a fellow geek, I was like, oh, this website is very slick. That's the first thing I saw. I was like, mm, I've never seen anything like this. So I geek out on things like that as well. But you're a geek. You're actually the founder and director director of architecture at Cuvio Creative. Now, did I say that correctly? You did. Okay. It is a Finnish word um, that we found, uh, you know, when we were looking for what for words uh, on on a site called Wiktionary. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it? Uh, Wiktionary.org. Uh, you go. You can get into the etymology of different words, and we found this really cool word called Kubio, uh, which is Finnish, and it means patterns. Which is why, because I, I'm an architect, so I think in patterns, and we thought it was very cool, and so we went with it. I'm hoping to God that we are pronouncing it right. I'm sure we aren't. <laughs> <laughs> but the day I go to Finland, that'll be the first question I ask. Yeah. And then you'll find out that, yes, some other pronunciation and then you have to change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Google. Like, I, I don't know if I understand, if I, if I uh, believe the story, but I've always heard that Google uh, misspelled their, uh, that misspelled Google at first because a Google is one with a hundred zeros after it, but it's G-O-O-G-O-L. <laughs> And they misspelled it and then have to go, you know, go with it for the rest of time now. Oh, well, see, but it worked for them. So, oh, well, you'll be Cuvio regardless. So we'll just leave it at that. But I'm, I'm actually geeking out because 
you are in the tech space and like I'm in the tech space. I have my own tech um, consulting agency. I spent two decades as a computer programmer and corporate programming for major corporations. So you and I have some some kindred spirit going on there. But what I like most about you is you're aware of what's going on in the world today. And for the listeners out there, I mean, when you when you sent me your write-up, you said, you know, I'm a privileged white male in tech. And I was like, wow. He he's aware because I'm a black woman in tech and I have fought my whole career to be recognized as someone who's one qualified and who brings value because it is a white male space. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about, first of all, let me backtrack. Let's talk about who you are and how you come to be Joseph, the founder of Cuvio. And then let's talk about how you get to this awareness that you're at. Sure. Um, so a lot of my experience uh, uh, came from actually my military career. Um, I, I spent nine years in the Air Force and uh, five of them were overseas, the last five. And um, as I'm sure you know, uh, your first sort of outside of America experience that opens up your mind to the, to, to, to the, you know, the different cultures that exist in the world and, and, and the way that the world sort of turns without always having, you know, America first and foremost in, 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 in their minds. Um, and that the cultures are, 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 are running beautifully and have beautiful histories and, 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 you know, don't need that sort of influence that Americans tend to try to, uh, run into other countries and deliver. Uh, it was that experience that sort of opened my mind. I was an air traffic controller uh, in, in the Air Force. And so uh, in both South Korea and in Italy, I was working alongside uh, South Korean and Italian controllers at bases that were owned by uh, the respective countries. And what I kept seeing um, was this 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 attempt that we that 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 a lot of Americans kind of fall into when they travel overseas to make their space around them be comfortable and be uh what they're used to and so they tend to kind of use their might and use their power to override uh the the way that things typically are wherever it is that they go or at least attempt to do so and every time I saw that happen, and of course, it's natural, it's human nature, especially as, as far removed as we are from, uh, from the rest of the world geographically. I kept seeing how ineffective that was when it came to allowing the space for every single person to kind of find their space to grow and to flourish and to do the job that they're there to do. Um, it sort of, you know, it sort of stepped on people's toes in a way that that uh, the Americans were very blind to, because as soon as they found that comfort, they sort of sat there and kind of sat in and just 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 stopped sort of listening to the other side. Um, and so, a- after seeing that for a while, and once I got into more of a supervisory position, I decided to start running some experiments and to do things in a different way. And the way that I decided to do things was probably one of the easiest managerial techniques that you could ever think of, which is essentially do nothing, just kind of step back 
and 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 being in a position of of power of any sort just kind of using that power to decide to step back and let things be as they are and let things and give them the space to be as they are and allow the natural sort of humanness of every individual person define the workspace that we are in and I mean, it was magical. Um, it was, it was, it was very controversial. <laughs> um, in in Italy, I spent four years there, and by the end of it, I was, uh, I was, I was getting sort of, you know, slapped on the hand with a ruler by by my American counterparts. At the same time that I was receiving awards from my Italian counterparts for being one of the first people that came in and stepped back and allowed them to be themselves, you know, and 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 so that 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 taught me that I was sort of onto something and uh, coming in with kind of the American mind in a position of power and, and, and being in a supervisory position also showed me the responsibility that people in power have to make that decision to get out of the way mm-hmm. and the power that comes with getting out of the way for everybody else. Um, and so that's guided me ever since. Um, after I'd left the military, I decided to do a change of careers to, into software. And uh, I expected less bureaucracy, obviously, than the military, which is obviously set up to be very bureaucratic for, for many reasons. Uh, but I expected more leeway and more space and, and, and not so much politics, you know, and, and things like that. And I was very surprised that the civilian world was you know, every bit as competitive and every bit as sort of top down as the military was. And um, I spent a few years fighting in that corporate uh, uh, world Mm -hmm. and worked my way up the ladder. And uh, but as soon as I got power there, I I started trying the same things. You know, I I I I would say, okay, you're going to say that I'm the manager of these people. I'm going to manage them in a different way by not managing them at all, by letting them be themselves. Uh, and, and finally got to the point where I realized that in order for me to really be able to start accomplishing the vision that I really had for the way that I felt workplaces should be, the only real way for me to be able to do that was to break free of the corporate world, which is entrenched in their, their typical ideas and just start something on my own where I could have the space to run the kinds of experiments that I wanted to run. And so that's why I started Cuvio. Uh, it started as a, a very design centric software company. It was just me and a designer that, that started it together. Um, but from the very beginning, we, we aimed to be people first and human centric. Um, we started with a 30 hour work week as our full-time work week. For example, um, we started with actual unlimited vacation instead of the, you know, the, the BS unlimited vacation that, that, <laughs> that, you know, uh, companies are. Yeah. Right. Or, um, or unlimited vacation on paper, but without any sort of management or oversight of it, which actually psychologically leads you to take less vacation than you would have if you were actually. Um, So we did a mandatory minimum vacation to to counteract that. 
Um, we, we believed in as flat of an organization as possible. We just kind of took a big step out there and, and started with the principle that, you know, we were going to be diverse and inclusive by default. We were going to be people first by default. We were going to make sure to maintain that work-life balance as absolutely much as possible because especially being in the creative space that we were in, the only way to build beautiful creative things is to ensure that everybody that's participating in the project has that good work-life balance um, and and is included and and is is represented and has a voice and and so i believed in that and here we are five years later and uh and so far i'm i'm pretty proud of what we've built wow i love that story i and it's you know it's so it's interesting that you tell the story about stepping back and just letting people be and let them do do their job um, I have been yeah. to Korea Station in Korea and Italy. Both Italy is actually one of my favorite places to go. And believe me, you and I both know they are not in any hurry. To, <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, they're not trying to kill themselves and stress themselves out. But I was talking to someone. Um, another interview that I did with someone who was talking about the stresses of life and burnout at work and how you have these managers that want to stress their employees out and, oh, well, you know, what time, you know, you were gone for five minutes in the restroom, where were you? And it's like, well, that's, <laughs> that's not a way to really have someone be productive for you. It, it just doesn't work. And I can relate to everything you're saying, because that was one of the reasons why I decided to start my own business, because yeah, I got tired of just the crap, the leadership, the poor leadership and the the micromanaging. And I was like, you know, what is this? And we both have military backgrounds. So, um, yeah, we know how that is. But just I, I just love I love your philosophy behind what you're doing. So you've been going for five years now. So tell me about the business. Who do you serve? Who do you have working for you? And what type of things are you doing to, because you say you want to work with, you know, you want people first and human, what type of things do you do to actually show that? So the types of businesses that we, we tend to work with are um, small and medium businesses that otherwise could not afford the typical software agency that's out there. Right. Um, I, I feel like one of the main reasons that they can't afford the typical software agency is that those agencies are being paid way too much for way too little output. Um, because we're, you know, as you know, tech is a, a space where, at the 100,000 foot level, you just have a bunch of rich white men throwing money at other rich white men for the sake of throwing money, not for the sake of really producing anything of value. Mm-hmm. Um, it's become all about money and tech has become a space where um, there are just a lot of things that are overvalued, mm-hmm. even though there's a lot of money there and there is a lot of value there. It's just all of the value is is hidden mm-hmm. and all of the money is going to the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And so um, we we wanted to 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 build a business that 
filled in the gaps of that particular space. Um, and so uh, one of our models, and, and this was this was fairly new, but we realized that we had uh, done this without, without really thinking that we were doing this uh, from the very beginning. Um, almost 100% of the people that we hire, we hire through an apprenticeship program, which is fully paid. Uh, um, more than a living wage and, and 30 hours a week, no experience required whatsoever. Um, and, and specifically targeted at, at, uh, at, at women and people of color in, in tech so that we can give them an opportunity and a path to get into the tech space and hopefully grow, uh, be able to grow them as a team in a way that when it comes time for them to decide and to kind of have that, that, uh, that experience behind, behind their belt where they want to, you know, figure out where it is that they want to work for, for the long term that they choose us. Um, and, and so far, uh, so we have, uh, we have 21 people, uh, we have seven developers, five of the seven developers are through that program. Mm. And, uh, and, and, uh, so we were their very first development job and, uh, they've all been, been here for at least two years now. And our velocity, uh, compared to kind of the standard software agency velocity is somewhere between 10 and 15 times faster mm-hmm. um, for for the same quality. And so we know what we're doing and we've built a model that that is self-sustaining and we intend for that to essentially be the way that we grow forever is, is through that apprenticeship program and through essentially investing in people, giving people the space again, right? Giving people the opportunity because we know that that's all it takes and then they will take it and run with it every single time and every single time uh, that that is proven to us. Mm-hmm. And it, it would be apparent to me that you have loyal employees because they have that space, they have that freedom, mm-hmm. plus the lesser work week where you're not stressing them out and the vacation right. that you're saying, okay, take unlimited, but you have to at least take this much because like you said, people say, Oh, unlimited vacation, but then you do, you feel guilty. You're like, Oh, well I already took right. 10 days. So I don't know if I should, you know, it's like 10 days is nothing. Right. Right. Um, and, and there are just a bunch of experiments like that, that we've run, um, which have now become more than experiments. They're now the way that, that we run our work lives. Um, it, it all comes back to that idea of letting humans be themselves on betting on our own humanity and all, and that little spark that's within us, that's within each of us and realizing that the only way, or maybe, I mean, there are some other ways, but at least the best way that I know how to, to reveal that spark is to give that spark the space that it needs um, and give every individual person as much as we possibly can the space to find that, that, that place for themselves. Another thing that we do uh, that that's also been controversial um, when I talk about it with, you know, those who are, who are more, more, more uh, connected in the corporate world is that we, we allow every single individual person to define their own role and their own title because we hire the person. We don't hire for a role. 
And our theory is that as long as we are hiring the right person, which, which is, it's very easy to do, they will find the best space where they can contribute the best piece of themselves to the, whatever it is that we're trying to do. And what else could, what, what better could you ask for, right? Like who are, who, who am I to determine what that is and what the, and, and, and what the various puzzle pieces are, they can determine that for themselves because they are every much, or they are just as much a piece of the definition of Cuvio as I am. Wow. I mean, that's amazing because nine times out of 10 in corporate, most people are misplaced. So you find people who are in yeah. positions that they're really not happy. And then you get supervisors, managers, whatever their title is to say, oh, this person is an underperformer. They're not doing well. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're not an underperformer. You just have them somewhere where they hate it and you never exactly. ask them what their strengths were or what they are really good at doing and utilizing them correctly. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're actually in the process of doubling down on this theory. Um, I'm having one-on-one meetings with everybody this week to figure out how to call every single person at our organization, a director of something mm. so that the, the role and the space that they have found for themselves um, is one defined by them. And also the title gives them some additional space to have the, the responsibilities and the rights and the privileges of the thing that they want to own. Um, I feel like that's, 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 that's going to be interesting in a number of ways. One, one in that I'm also just a director of something. And so it, 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 it flattens the space and it, it, it sort of codifies this idea that I'm just doing another job. My job happens to be to keep a hundred thousand foot view, but I'm doing that so that nobody else has to. And because that's the way that my brain works is that I like to keep the hundred thousand foot view, but it's no more or less important than, than any other job at Kuvi. It's just another job. Um, I, I own it and I direct it and, and, and I'm, and I know that I'm good at it, but I am not nearly as good at the thing that every single other person owns, mm-hmm. right? And and that's the power of of a team that is able to define their own role and then come together to to build beautiful things. You know, I love that. That is brilliant because instead of you saying, "Well, I'm the CEO and you're marketing person or programmer," you're like, "Okay, I'm the director of architecture. You're the director of." marketing you're so you're right it flattened the curve and it makes everyone feel that okay we are on par with each other working to get a job done yes amazing so tell me how you've come to this place because like you said you're a privileged white male in tech and most white men in tech would be would continue to be privileged they wouldn't even think about trying to do anything else because it's like, okay, well, this is my world. You live in it. I'm making all the yeah. money. Um, right. And like I said, I don't know how old you are, but I'm almost 50. So I have been in the tech space for a very long time. And it has been challenging for me as a Black woman being in tech. And when I started in the early 90s, I was one of very few and still very few women in tech. So what made you decide to say, you know what, I'm tired of being this privileged white male and I want to do something with 
this privilege that I have? Um, there is an ongoing, well, not an ongoing, ongoing for thousands of years, philosophical debate about what is the primary intention of, of human beings? Like what, when we were born from, from when we were born, what drives us? Are we born selfish? Are we born selfless? Where do we get our selfishness from? Everybody has degrees of selfishness, right? Are like, how are, what, what is our, what is our makeup, right? Like, how are we, how are we uh, wired? Um, and, and I feel like, there, there, there are people who get stuck in this world of, of me, 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 right? Like I, I, I get used to my privilege um, and all the money is coming my way and it's a comfortable job and it provides for my family in a way that, 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 uh, that, that I enjoy. And, and, and so you can't come and take this, right? Because, because I've got mine and um, where I think people get it wrong is, that they have never identified the ease with which they have come about all of that stuff mm-hmm. and the and the privilege that got them there and so they mistake that privilege for hard work mm-hmm. um now the only thing that i can say in their defense is that they don't know any better <laughs> because they've never lived the lives of, of, uh, of, of, of anything, but, uh, but a white man. Right. But they have also chosen not to listen mm-hmm. and not to trust the stories of, of, of those around them that are, that are, that are speaking their truths. Right. Um, so I do I do believe that the best variant of us as humans is the most selfless. Like my goal is to become as selfless as possible. But I also believe that the more that we give away, the more comes back to us, the more that the universe gives back to us. And, and it doesn't have to be money and it doesn't have to be fame and it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, influence or power or anything like that. It, when we tend to give away a piece of ourselves to invest in, uh, something that we believe in that the universe needs more of the the universe tends to reward us with a kind of happiness that we will never get from uh, an ongoing chase of more and more money. For mm-hmm. example, there's a greater, there's a deeper uh, uh, journey that, that I feel like is, is just more important to me to take that harder path and chase that thing because I have seen what happens when we do start down that journey and i've seen that magic and it's that magic of watching uh what people do with the opportunity that they're given that that is worth more to me than any amount of money that could be thrown my way um but from even a pure business perspective i believe that the best possible thing that any business can invest in is the very community that's been robbed of the opportunities. 
um, because that's where all of the talent is sort of locked up right now. That's where every, that's where, that's where like that, that is the future of both tech and really any industry that, that that's out there. Um, but because of the rampant privilege that exists, companies are just bypassing it. They're overlooking it. They're, 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 they're getting, and because they're overlooking it, they're getting old and they're getting tired and they're producing more terrible things or their, 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 their value is going, you know, uh, completely downhill because all they're doing is chasing the way to increase their prices one more time or to get to that, you know, public sell off or to convince investors that, Oh, now this year I'm valued more. So we can all make a bunch of money. Um, so I just have a different philosophy. I feel like the, but I feel like my philosophy doesn't really give up anything. I feel like it's, it's, it's a much more difficult journey but it it is infinitely more rewarding than the typical path that people that look like me take in tech mm, it definitely is and i have to commend you for that for taking that path and having that philosophy because it doesn't happen often not often at all and yeah. with me having my own technology agency it's just yeah sometimes you're like hmm okay and when I looked at your website and I was looking at it and, and then first thing I saw when I pulled up your website was not only that it was slick, but I saw at the bottom, the black lives matter link. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then I, I looked at your staff and I said, Oh, they're very diverse. And it, you know, it's just amazing to me that people don't realize that and people don't take the kind of path that you're taking, even big corporations, you'll go and look at their staff and it's all white and there may be one or two women in there, but it's white. Right. And it's, and it's just their executive team. as though nobody else matters. Right. Right. As though that is the company. Um, Because I mean, from a money perspective, that is the company, Mm -hmm. right? That that executive team is probably taking 80% of the payroll of, 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 of the entire company, depending on what size they are. And it's just unfair, right? Because, we're living in a in a time in which at least in the in a, in the US money actually makes more money than labor does mm-hmm. and so so why if 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 anybody is is uh uh in in the top brackets would you choose to invest in labor if you just sitting on your own money made you more money and it's just so backwards, but it's built that way because, because it's built to give money more power than I think it deserves because money is that, that sort of universal currency that somehow determines for a lot of people success and happiness and, and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, I think it's, it should be more representative of the value of what's being produced. And my intent is to find the way to flip that equation and to, to build an agency in the space that I know that not only gives opportunity to, to people trying to enter into tech, but 
gives a fair shake to small businesses that there is no way in the world they could afford custom software to play with the big boys that they are competing against, mm-hmm. right? And so money is keeping them out of growing on their own accord, and it's just not fair. Um, and so, so what I can do about that is try and build an agency that does not waste its money on throwing a bunch of money at, at the people that I know and taking a bunch of money for myself, but instead builds value for the sake of building value Mm -hmm. and is sustainable on its own accord and does not chase profit for profit's sake. And what we have done is exactly that. We've built an agency that is affordable by small businesses and a, a, an amazing diverse group of just badasses that, that are, that are enormously talented, that are world-class in every single space that they inhabit. Um, and, and, and that makes me very proud and it makes me very happy because, you know, I, I, I hear you're talking about our website. That is, that is, uh, uh, mostly the, work of one woman who lives in New Zealand. She was a digital nomad for about the first three years and lived in probably a new country every single month and worked for Cuvio the entire time. Um, and we are her first design job. She was still in university Wow! when we hired her. Wow. <laughs> this is the power of giving people their own space. And now she is a, a, you know, she's, she's our director of branding on every single project that we do. And every single time, time and time again, she surpasses, you know, the, the, the best brand agencies out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I I love the site and I'm, I'm a very clean, modern person. And, and that's, yeah, your site, it was just clean. You know how some sites is like, Oh, you know, it has to have flash. I'm not about (laughs) all the, the bells and whistles and, things popping out here. And I was like, oh, it's so, I like it, but it's so simple. I mean, and I don't mean simple as far as design. I mean, it was simple for my eye. It was pleasing. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, oh, you just pulled it out of a box, but then yet it didn't have all of these things where my eyes were just bouncing off the screen going, okay, okay, here's something popping up here. Here's something there. So I love that. And I love the fact that you have people everywhere yeah. working and it's just, it was something like I said, I really, I really spent a lot of time just kind of looking and researching you. Cause I was like, I, I like this person. I really need to get to know him. So <laughs> I think we're going to be friends, <laughs> but it's just, it, it is, it's very amazing. And I know we've spent this time talking about the philosophy, but tell the listeners exactly what type of work you do. So we specialize in software and branding and web presence and marketing for for any industry that you can possibly think of. Um, one of the, the most amazing powers of tech, as, as Trina, I'm sure you know, is that it can automate away any problem in any space and and the talent that's needed to do so as long as as long as we have you know you who is the expert in your own industry um is is the same across the board and so so we've built over time all of those 
all of those talents that all matter at the same time. And so let's say you are a um, new restaurant that is, that is, that is opening up. Um, and you don't want to give your money to Uber Eats, for example, to, to, to start a delivery service. Um, but you also don't have money for a web presence and you don't even know what your brand is going to look like. All of these things, all of the answers to all of those questions are all related to each other because your brand is going to determine, um, the way that your customers see you and then the 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 software that you build on top of that brand and your web presence that you build on top of that brand it all has to match and it all has to make sense and it all has to 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 solve the main problem that your customers are 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 looking for the answer to which is you know what kind of food do you have what it how what does it look like like who has tried it what you know all of these 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 curiosities are solved for by the combination of all of these things. How do I, how do I get found? Right. How do I, uh, how do I show my polish? How do I show uh, to highlight the, you know, the, the, the amazing chef that, 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 that I have or, or, or the, the unique nature of, of what it is that I'm building. Um, and so you can't go piecemeal, right? So you, you can't hire a branding agency and then turn around and hire a marketing agency six months later. That's a completely different agency. Because that's going to be filled with two people of different philosophies okay. and things are not ever going to match. And then you can't turn around and make a Squarespace site where you upload your logo and put a bunch of uh, content on it because it's not going to actually match uh, the polish of the brand that you spent all of that time on. Okay. Um, so that's our philosophy is, is that we, 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 we stay light, but we do a lot. But our main goal as a team is to figure out how to get you to the next level using the talents that we have with us. That's our main goal. It's not to sell all every single one of our services because you probably don't need every single one of our services. It's to figure out what's the best possible thing that our group of people can do for you to get you to the next level. Mm. Such a good philosophy, such a good philosophy. And, and what I'm really liking about you as well as your philosophy is the integrity of it. You're saying, you know, I'm not trying to just chase money because there's people out there and I'm pretty sure you've come across them in your journey. And I have as well, that they are out to take the money. You know, it's funny because I had someone to contact me and was like, Oh, you know, I can be a, your coach. And I'm like, well, I, I have a coach and they're pretty well known, but they were like, Oh, um, come on, come on, come on. And halfway I was pressured or whatever. And then I was like, you know, I was like, you know, I really don't need you. And I need a, a refund. And they were like, oh, okay, well, okay. But they were talking so much like, oh, I'm so, you know, I have I'm so ethical and I'm so this. And I'm thinking, well, you know, you, you invoice me very quickly, but, you know, the, <laughs> the refund this money, you're taking a long time to do this. So I don't think that's so ethical. Um, so, yeah. so you're finding more people like that. And it's just, it really burns me up because that's not how I do business. Um, yeah. so it's very, and we have, we have lost w business to, to, to agencies like that. Mm -hmm. Um, it does work that, that space of agencies. Um, I can think of a marketing agency that we lost business to once and I won't name names mm -hmm. or anything <laughs> that, uh, you know, they had probably 25 people on staff and their, their marketing, um, uh, uh 
offering was just a series of completely pointless dog and pony shows. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to paste 500 logos around the room and, and get you to give us information on all these different logos. And we're going to, you know, march you through all of these rooms and, and kind of do that, that sort of build up presentation in order to justify that they're not actually producing anything of value and, and distract you from it mm-hmm. and then invoice you for it. Right. And it works. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it, and, and one of the frustrating things about the space that that we are trying to build is that we do not yet have the kind of power to um to fight against those types of agencies Mm -hmm. because customers are still looking for that dog and pony show uh and 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 so there's an education element as well that that we're still having having to fight against because uh, most people don't realize that they are not actually getting the value that they are paying for. They're just getting a show. Mm-hmm. And a show is not going to solve their problem at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's, you know, we're on the same page there as, you know, because my thing is I'm going to give you what you need and nothing more. And people are surprised. Yeah. They're like, I'm like, you don't need that. <laughs> you know, right. I'm like, I'm not going to tell you to, you know, buy that and you need this tool because you don't. And people right. are so shocked because like you said, they're trying to keep up with the big boys or someone told them, Oh, you need X, Y, Z software. And I'm like, yeah, no, you don't. Yeah. But integrity breeds integrity, mm-hmm. right? Like those of us who believe that we should not send somebody on a direction that we don't ourselves believe in, also have seen the power of the long-term relationships that that produces when we are shown to be correct, Mm -hmm. for example, or when uh, suddenly they do have space because they didn't waste all of their money on tools that weren't going to work to do more interesting things. Um, Integrity always wins. The truth always wins, always. Sometimes it takes longer than our entire lifetimes depending on what we're talking about. Right. But it always, 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 always wins. And that's what I'm betting on. Oh, I'm, I'm right there with you. And, and that's what I bank my money on is the integrity that I have and knowing what I'm putting out there will come back to me. So, right. Um, that's, you know, that's what it's about at the end of the day is like you said, and I really like it when you say you're about taking care of people and the human race and not just trying to, Oh, let me see how quick I can make a dollar and, and make more money. Sometimes it's not about that. Right. Money will come, right? The money will come if you get everything else right. Right. Like if you chase the money first, you'll be chasing it on a foundation that you've never built. Mm-hmm. That that's that's rocky and that 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 will fall at the, at, at a moment's notice. But if you spend time building the foundation and chasing what you believe in, um, sustainability will come. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes it'll take a very, very, very long time, but I think that at least for the first five years, that's what, uh, this Kuyo journey has taught me is that as it's like the more space that we give ourselves, the more sustainable that we become. Oh man. I mean, you and I, we could talk forever and we're going to have to schedule some time offline, but, (laughs) (laughs) uh, 
you're familiar with the show, so I'm going to get into our questions that I ask of every guest. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. So number one, who or what motivates you? The spark that I know is within each of us. I see it with every every person that I see. I know that it exists. And as soon as I meet somebody new, I'm looking for that spark. I'm looking for like, like what is it that drives you? Where are your passions? Um, and and if whatever I can do to help bring that about um, is one of the most motivating things in the world to me. Mm. What demotivates you? I mean, I don't want to sound like a downer, but the 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 world as it exists now, mm. um, there's a there are a lot of power structures that are embedded and very 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 difficult to fight against in the short term, um, because we just individually don't have the power to do so, right? Like we're fighting against policy and laws and and um, just entrenched beliefs that take generations to to override, and so I would say to a degree, our own mortality um, <laughs> demotivates me because although I believe that um, that truth always wins out, depending on the degree to which uh, we are chasing a large thing, it may very well be that we don't live to see the day in which that particular truth wins out. Mm. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? I can point to many times in uh, high school. I think high school shaped me very much uh, because I was an, you know, an awkward band nerd who had basically one best friend, right? And no, nobody else and was bullied like, like anybody else was bullied. Um, and, but through that experience, of course it took many years, but through that experience, um, I sort of turned that into a trampoline and bounced off from it because it, 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 it built for me a skin and a tendency to rebel and a realization that bullying and that words and that, and that social status and none of those things mattered as long as we were chasing our own truths. And that took me a very long time to, to find, but I be, I feel like it, it all stemmed from my own social experience uh, going through uh, my early days in school. What is your fear? Um, I have a fear of comfort. Um, that I thought previously was a fear of success, but um, I fear comfort for for a couple of reasons. I think it's very easy in the position that I'm in to to get comfortable and then to miss the things that I was just fighting for a second ago. Um, and so I fear comfort in that way, but I also fear. Uh, just the, the 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 general boringness of comfort. I think I like to I like to stir things up, and I like to constantly be running experiments that go against the grain 
to see if those experiments will, will stick. Um, but I think it all revolves around a fear of comfort for me. Hmm. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Yes, there were very many bridges that I burned in the early years, uh, both in the military and in my uh, early days as a software engineer, because I got fed up enough and thought that I could, I could do something, you know, very quickly on my own um, to, to sort of push back against it, that I burned too many bridges to the point that when I was going out on my own and I did need uh, contacts, I didn't have them because, because those bridges were gone. And because I, I rebelled to the degree that I was like, you know what, screw you. I'm going somewhere else. Um, I, I, I feel like I could have handled that better and that, that I could have, I could have brought them along with me um, on the journey that I'm on and it would have made things a little bit easier. What is your definition of success? I think at the moment it is finding the model that is as infinitely sustainable as possible for everybody in my bubble. Um, and continually growing and continually, um, and that we're continually learning and that, and that there's nothing that we have to worry about because we've sort of proven out the model. As, as soon as all of those pieces are in place, um, I'll, I'll feel like uh, we are successful. How do you recharge? I spend a lot of alone time. Um, I take walks. I take naps. Um, I just try to turn off my brain as much as possible um, and, and you know, go to the top of a mountain, even though there aren't any mountains in, in, uh, in, in, uh, around me. Um, uh, I like to be away. I like to be by myself and sort of let my subconscious uh, do its thing. It's funny because I do the same thing. I'm exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you awesome at? Uh, piano, actually. Um, that was my entire childhood uh, experience. From the age of two all the way through 18, I was the piano guy. Um, I taught myself at an early age and then just kind of stuck with it. Probably played five or six hours a day for 15 years. Um, it was it was the highlight of my childhood and it was also my escape. Mm. Um, I don't keep it up as much as I, as I should, but, but uh, that's what came to mind anyway. So do you play by ear or do you read music? Both. Um, I started by playing up by ear, but then, then I, I learned how to read music mm, very okay. quickly after. Um, what legacy do you want to leave? Oh gosh. Um, Cuvio, I think is, the legacy that I want to leave. Um, I'm not trying to build a company to sell in 10 years. I'm not trying to build really a company at all. I'm trying to build an idea mm -hmm. and I don't want that idea to have a ceiling. I want it to um, either take root and infect other companies so that they can learn and apply the lessons that we have uh, 
that we have learned over the years um, through lots of hard work um, or continue to grow Cuvio if other companies are not you know, not uh, able to jump on board or we're not able to convince them. I would love to just continue to grow our model um, to the point that it's sort of proven itself without me and then uh, guides the way to a better way of work that starts taking root and starts allowing for that work-life balance that I believe so much in to uh, really change the nature of the way that we think about the time that we spend on this planet doing the work that we do and and uh relifting up the idea of the life that we live outside of work and regaining its importance um because once that happens i feel like the the world will see a new renaissance of creative ideas and of you know magical things and and uh companies will start looking a lot more like the world that they live in. And, uh, you know, and uh, so that's the legacy that I want to leave behind. Wow. Give the listeners one motivational takeaway. Um, I think that if you are in any position of power, and we all are to some extent, whether it's in our personal lives or whether uh, it's in our professional lives or whether we even get a little glimmer of power in some 15 minutes of fame that we're, that, that we, that, that we're in or um, any power structure that we ever experience. Um, the universe has this very weird way of rewarding those people that learn that when they are in that position of power, if they if you recognize that power as nothing but a tool that you can use in that moment to unlock other people's power, something magical happens. This feedback loop starts because the power that you just gave away to that person, what that's going to do is empower them to give something back to you someday. And that just loops over and over and over again. That one simple decision that you made to give away that power at the time that you did. And then it just snowballs into something magical from there. And some of the benefits of it, you'll never see because that person may go away and give away some of that power to somebody else. But you have just started a snowball effect that will make so many people's days from that point forward. And maybe so many people's lives from that point forward, just a little bit better. Mm. So, Joseph, tell the listeners how they can connect with you if they need your services and anything else that you have going on. Sure. You can check out our website at uh, www.kuv.io. Um, you can also email me directly at joseph at kuviocreative.com. Um, I am perfectly I love having conversations no matter what they're about. Um, but especially if they are about ideas in how to continue to further this idea that we're chasing about a better way to do work. Um, I, 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 I love connecting with people and, and I'd love to hear from you. Great. Well, Joseph, I thank you for taking time out of your day to be on Trina talk. This has been amazing. Um, I hope that we can develop a relationship and stay connected um, to techies. But um, thank you so much for being on the show. 
Yeah, thank you very much. This was amazing. If you like Trina Talk Podcast, please don't forget to go out to iTunes and rate it five stars and leave a review. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination.